Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Teamwork, a Better Way podcast. I'm Christian Napier, and I'm joined by the proud Paisley patriot, Spencer Horn. Spencer, how are you doing this fine morning? No one does as well at alliteration than uh, than you, Christian. So I'm doing great. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing a fantastic. Uh, you know, another another cloudy day here today. I think we might be getting a little bit of snow later this afternoon. Yeah. But it was great to see you over the weekend. We had a, a huge amount of fun and sunnier climbs down in, where were we? We were in San Antonio <laughs> you for the National Speakers Association Thrive Convention. Yeah, that was a, that was a great conference. And I loved being in San Antonio. It was fun to have you there and John who works with you. And we just, gosh, we got to go out to dinner several times. My favorite was that Mi Tierra. Wasn't that, I thought that was fantastic. I don't know, but these, whatever those, those nachos were with the steak on them, they, that meat was delicious. It was super tender. It was really, really tasty. And what a fun environment and vibe right there uh, in San Antonio. Yeah. Huge amount of fun. The conference was fantastic it was great to see you and 300 of your fellow uh, professional speakers learn how to build their businesses and and uh i was just honored to be a small part of it yeah and great great weekend to learn about uh learn about running business and, and today we get to continue learning right with with our guest oh i'm super excited to introduce him steve ramona was connected we were connected uh, by a mutual acquaintance last year and uh, he's a phenomenal individual steve you know been working since he was young but he's not a traditional nine to five kind of guy he's got that entrepreneurial spirit and uh, he learned early on working in his health club you know the importance of customer service and and one of the things that i really like about steve is he believes that service is win-win for everybody it's not a win-lose type of thing and his mantra is is uh well, for that we're kind of paraphrasing today or uh, uh, adapting for our own podcast is leading with a servant's heart. And he truly does do everything with a servant's, a servant's heart. Uh, he's a fantastic networker. He connects with people. He helps people grow. He's got an interesting uh, technology solution called InPhone that I'd like to ask about because I'm a technology geek and I love that stuff too. I actually too. asked ChatGPT, what is InPhone? So I'm, I'm excited to learn about that. <laughs> yeah, and he also has a podcast um, that, that he recently launched called Doing Business with a Servant's Heart. I uh, was just super awesome. And uh, he really emphasizes serving, not selling. And so I'm super excited to welcome Steve to our podcast. Steve, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Well, thank you for having me, guys. You're making me hungry. It's early out here in California, but I love talking the food talk. You could talk food talk all day with me. Oh my goodness. We, we Steve, <laughs> we are, yeah, brothers from another mother, Spencer, you, me, we love our food. Uh, it is a, it's not only a topic of conversation, it is an activity that we indulge in on a frequent basis. Uh, we almost we, talk about food every podcast, where we've eaten, you know, what, <laughs> it's, uh, we, we, our lives center around the, uh, the culinary experiences that we have. So. Love it, love it, love it. Well, Steve, to kick us off, um, why don't you talk about a little bit of your background and how you came up with this concept of doing business with a servant's heart, um, where that came from. 
uh, you know, in our conversations, that's that's something that's it's been core to you. It's super important to you. So I'm I'm just curious if you can just kind of give our audience a little bit uh, the genesis of of this idea of of doing business and leading with a servant's heart. I'll try to keep this short, but it's very interesting. When I was our younger environment, when we were in our teens, you know, one of our parents we were going to relate to. And I related to my dad in the sense that he was an entrepreneur. For his whole life, he always had his own company. He was a contractor, and I loved my dad's life. He probably worked too hard, and I'd probably do the same thing, but I loved the freedom that he had. He could come to my football games, my baseball games, and go back to work. Well, that led to us launching a health club that I started working at the front desk at in 79, just out of high school, and just meeting peers and developing relationships with people 20, 30, 40 years older than me and not being scared about that learning you know first time i did it was okay i gotta make sure i give him the towel right his right key i don't want to upset this guy to where people are giving me business tips or personal tips as they come in and as they leave because you're meeting these people almost daily some you know maybe two to three times a week and that really caught my eye and my cousin jeff built our health clubs around service you got a towel when you came in and one thing i always remembered is i did and i told the staff when somebody walks in say hey christian welcome to the gym have a great workout if you don't remember their name look on the computer that's in front of you and cheat because you're not gonna remember every we probably had eight you know at the time, four or 5,000 members. So you're not gonna remember everyone, but always acknowledge them. And when they left, hey, Christian, have a great day. Thanks for coming by. I hope you had a great workout. Simple things like that really boosted our business to where we, we eventually had three health clubs and had probably over 10 to 15,000 members at one time. So it was a powerful tool I learned. So it's so wonderful that you had that example with your father and having had the opportunity to work with my father. I, I, I love that. And those are great memories that, that you have. So at just that simple act of greeting and, and giving a, a towel and saying goodbye. I mean, so, so what did your customers say? How did they respond to this? They became friends. We would go out and have dinner, some, not all of them, I would have dinner all forked out, but it became more than a membership, it became a family. Because, you know, think about it, you walk into a gym, at least our experience at a gym, you're having a bad day and here's Steve Ramona going, hey Christian, have a great workout, so excited to have you here. Just that little sentence could turn a guy from a bad day to a good day, a woman from a good day, bad day to a good day. And I heard that a lot across the board for 22 years. Even to this day, I have people come to me go, when you guys open another health club, you had the greatest club because of the attitude and the culture. And that was all built at the start. You know, that it, it's, it's so, it seems so small and so simple. It's, it's amazing that something so easy that costs absolutely nothing can have such a big impact. I was, Jan and I, we were returning from San Antonio, Christian, and we flew Southwest. I know, I know you fl flew Delta and but we went the next day and our gate, I don't know what you call it, gate master or you know, <laughs> the guy who was welcoming, welcoming us, he was having fun with everybody, getting them all riled up and, and cheering. But then he did something that I, I don't think I've ever seen. He acknowledged every 
single person, not just, hey, have a great flight. It was, I like your glasses. Oh my gosh, your shorts are amazing. Watch your head. I mean, you know, he, he was ever, and so I was watching. I'm like, I wonder what he's going to say to me or that person. And everyone was looking for a little bit of attention just to be acknowledged. And he was a little silly about it, but it was fun and memorable. I, I love that because somebody's scared of fly, flying. He may have changed their flight and being more comfortable. And here's the thing. You remembered after. It's it's two days later. You still remember that. That's the power of positive energy and serving. That I think that goes together. You know, it's hard to serve when you're in a negative state. It just is. And sometimes you have to fake it, but that's okay because people don't even have to know what's going on with you. It's how you're affecting them. And that's what I believe in serving. And, you know, again, customer service at our health club, it was a 20-year learning experience. To be very blunt, better than any college I went to would have probably not taught me that, than that 20 years experience. So I have a question for you here, Steve. Uh, we've been talking a lot about your experience with the customers. Uh, our podcast, we really focus on leadership and teams. And I'm curious how you might apply these principles of servant leadership, of customer service, not just to your customers, but also to your employees, your your team members. You know, how did you, whether it's in your health clubs or or with Infone or other organizations you've been involved in, how have you applied these these concepts of servant leadership within your own organization, with your employees, with your team members? Great question. The first thing it starts with, you need to lead by example. We hear that in books and people talk about, but it is so true. If you tell your employee to do something that you haven't done or don't know how to do, they're going to think twice. Um, especially nowadays, it, it, the world is so much different than it was back in the 80s and 90s when we had our health club. But it's also training. When I'm out there as the owner of the uh, manager of the health club and I'm greeting people, guess what? My staff, they're going to see that I'm doing it. Instead of saying, hey, staff, greet people, do this, and I never do it. I sit in my office all day. My cousin used to get on me, get out of your office. You need to be on the floor. And it was the greatest learning experience. He probably said it firmer than that because he was passionate about our business. But team is so important. It's why I love your podcast. Your employees do not work for you, they work with you. If you can get that across in your company, that they're the most important asset in your company, I don't know a company that hasn't flourished because of that. And that's serving, that's taking care of them. Um, I'm gonna do a shout out, Trader Joe's, my wife works there. It's amazing how they live by, they tell their managers, you have five weeks off, four weeks off, we want you to take that and spend time with your family not sitting back as an owner of a company or a CEO going, God, I got all this free, you know, I got to pay somebody for a vacation. It's going to cost me money, but I really want them to take it. That is serving. That is putting out good to the world, to your staff, which leads to your customers, which leads to those customers walking out your establishment or walking out your online virtual, whatever, and saying, you know what? You need to go back to this company. They took care of me. Just like the story you just said previously. It the domino effect of serving in team compounds. If two employees do it, you bring on five new ones. Now you've got seven new employees, and they start 
training their own employees to serve as the foremost in their head, in their mind, the growth of a company will be dramatic. And guess what? It's going to be fun working there. And if we work with young kids like we did in the health club, you know, these are 18, 19, 20-year-olds. If you didn't make it fun, they weren't going to stay or they weren't going to Hey, you're muted, Spencer. I think that's true not only of the teenagers, but of the uh, the young, you know, Gen Zs as well today. I just had the opportunity to uh, start coaching a new emerging leader for a, a client of mine that I've been working with a, a bit. But uh, they asked me to to work with this individual who's you know just high value and just really really a great person within the the team. And surprisingly, she was telling me of an experience when she was in management at a fast food restaurant, which I, I, I don't want to name, but because she told me, she said, as part of their management training, that they actually created a scenario where your people are all busy, you are available, and the floor needs to be sweeped. What do you do? And she's like, I'm going to sweep it up. And that's the wrong answer, according to this this organization. And, uh, you know, in her teams right now, she runs a, a team of 22 people and she does exactly what what you're talking about. She says, there is no way that I can get my people to, to do the work accurately and correctly if I am not able to be alongside of them and teach them and show them the, the shortcuts and the challenges and the things they need to look out for. And if I don't do that, I can't teach them. The, the danger though, that I, I, I want you to talk about is, can you serve too much? What's the, is there, a, is there a problem of taking on too much as a leader? Yeah, there can be, and I've been known to do that because I'm such a servant's heart. It's foremost in my head, law of increase. Yeah, you've got to learn to back away, but be side to side with them, that staff member, that team that you're working with, but don't do all the work for them. Because I was thinking as you were talking that when you're learning to be a servant or serving in your industry, you know, you could teach all the tools, all the cash register, all the job that entails but when you've got somebody serving and you've got somebody not serving it's pretty glaring and you've got to make that decision as a leader to go this is not working for our company our business we need to move on from that because it will the old bad apple in the bushel it's the same thing with serving you have four or five great employees but you have one that's not good that's treating the customers wrong it's not good. And I'll leave an example. I'm about ready, thinking of writing a book called How to Be a Great Customer. Because to me, serving, it goes both ways. It's the management and staff have to be good servers, serving mentality, but so does the customer. Don't walk in a grocery line. We've all been there and it's packed. And they got that one person yelling at the, the checker, get more check, you know, get more stands open. This is crazy. Well, we don't know if they've got three people called in sick, you know, something happened or whatever it may be. As a customer, you need to be servant hard as well. You need to be aware of that. And I've talked to about a hundred managers of restaurants and I'll do this. 
And it's every time it's been a good wait staff. The wait staff comes in and we get done with our meal. And I say, you know, hey, Debbie, the waiter, wait, waitress, can you go grab your manager? Sure. 99 out of 100 times, one time it didn't happen, I see a face of, oh, my God, what's going to happen? And I say, hey, Debbie was incredible. She had her water filled. She talked to my wife about their kids. She was such a great experience. Thank you. And all nine of them said, I never, ever hear that. All I hear is the food was cold. It was late. You brought the wrong plate. Why did you do that? Can you give me a refund? Da, 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 down the road. They never hear when they serve and take care of you. I think that should be flipped. Now, when you have a problem, there's a way to serve with, excuse me, hey, there's been a problem. You know, how, how can we solve this? Let's work this out with my plate. Instead of going, hey, I want my meal taken care of. I want a full refund. And this is crap. It's not going to work with humans. It's going to really put people back, right? So you're actually saying serve as a, as a customer. That's a, and that's I've a novel experience. And, uh, you know, we heard this weekend of a, of a gentleman who is just, he's so funny, he has fun wherever he goes, and he gets so many, so much consideration from hotels and, and restaurants just because he has fun with people and he acknowledges them. And, and it's, you're right, it's very, very rare. Steve, I have this uh, principle that I call the bathroom principle. I talk about it. And if you want to know if an organization is run by good servant leaders, go and use their bathrooms and see if they're, if they're clean, because if the people care and are treated well, they're going to have clean bathrooms. And I remember a time when I was uh, a director of operations for uh, a theater, we were in Branson, Missouri, and we had, we were competing against live theaters and tour buses would come and they just had to, it was just a great experience, but it was an interactive experience. It wasn't your normal theater. Hey, let me buy a ticket, go to show. We, we interacted with the audience and we had a, uh, a bathroom experience because you know you just want to have clean bathrooms when when you have customers and if you've ever been to a public place where they haven't been great that's you know long story short we actually had fun with our competitor Shoji Tabuchi a Japanese fiddle player had amazing bathrooms we could never compete with that and we actually had jokes you know in our bathroom to kind of tease uh, about that but one day we had a customer come in that had a problem ate something and didn't agree with them and they made a terrible mess in the men's room and we didn't have a janitorial staff it was just the regular floor employees were supposed to take care of the bathrooms and i remember coming down from my office and they the, the men were just gagging they're like i'm not doing it i'm not going in you go in no i'm not going in and they nobody would did anything so I went in and cleaned it up. And from that point on, Steve, there was nothing that I couldn't ask those guys to do that they wouldn't do. Uh, you know, as leaders, we got to deal with some crap sometimes that we certainly can't expect our people to deal with crap if we won't. I love it. And it's like I said earlier, that's a great story. And I'm going to definitely share that. Um, and you're right. It's simple to be a servant, but it's only simple if it's in your mindset. That's the huge, you teach leadership, you know, that's got to be in your mindset. We know companies, part of what you were talking about, this fast food industry, and that's an industry I think needs help because I think it's got its stigma of that because it's fast food, but it doesn't have to be. Who says you can't walk in a fast food restaurant? If I started a fast food restaurant, it would be like a fine dining, but you're just selling $5 burgers. I guarantee you it'd be packed because you're right. People notice. 
They don't tell you, but they notice. But they'll tell you those bad things, like I said, about the managers at restaurants. It just blew me away, guys, how – and it really – these guys were – male and female were emotionally bothered by me think they're going to give them a negative um, feedback and yell at them. Because they, that, is, that's the, that is the norm – and I see that exactly. with most managers pointing out everything that their people are doing wrong and not catching them doing things right, which is also a form of service. Yep, absolutely. I mean, who wants to? I tell people that I talk to and help, think about what you're saying to them and what you want it said to you. Would you guys like to be screamed at because you, you missed a speck on the floor? It wasn't perfect. Instead of, hey, next time's Tony, you know, here, here's how to do it. Let me show you the better way. That's serving, and the guy's going to go, he'll probably do it well. And if he doesn't, then he's not a fit for your business, and that's okay. You know, it, serving can really qualify a lot of your staff if you focus on it. Um, and there's other details, but culture is all built on serving. Um, you know, with info, we're going to talk about in a minute, I was in a networking meeting with a number of clients, and they were all jumping in saying, I love Steve. I love working with Steve. He was there for me. He answers my questions. Simple stuff to me, but those three clients of mine were so excited they told the other eight people. And guess what? I'm going to get more sales or more referrals from that because I took care of them. I don't serve to get paid. I don't serve to get referrals. I serve and in Think and Grow Rich from the point hell, the law of increase. What value can I give you today? It may be just me smiling at you or just say you're, like you said with this person at the airlines, he just made value to everybody. It wasn't something, what a cute kid, what a great ponytail. I've done that so many times, you could see the parents just smiling because we all are human and guess what? We all want to be acknowledged. Why not do it? Just acknowledge them. You'll find something good about somebody. So, Steve, it sounds to me with all of the examples that you've shared and the experiences that you've related to us today, that this really comes down to empathy. You're putting yourself in other people's shoes. Uh, okay, well, what if they're, you, you, you mentioned the, the grocery store situation and, and how the thought might have occurred to you. Well, what if they're short staffed? They're down three checkers, right? So it's not a it's not a matter of thinking about yourself, but it's really about thinking about other people. I'm curious where that came from. You know, where did this, where did this, uh, this, this, this? Uh, I, I don't know if skill is the right word, but this, this character, or this characteristic of empathy. Where did that come from, for you, and how have you developed that in other people? Well, my father, first of all, again, going back to, you know, my dad was an Italian man, grew up in the Depression, very, as we all know, it's a very tough time. But he also took care of, when the guy was there, he bonused people, you know, because at the time when he was a contractor, you know, he just was getting different trades to come in. And if a guy took care of it, my dad made some good money, he'd give him a little extra for the extra work he did, or he'll go out of his way. My cousin, Jeff, who ran the health clubs, I am proud. He's been an, one incredible mentor to me because all we talked about in every conversation is how can we make our members a better experience? How can we serve them better? What can we add to our business? And guess what? I became involved with a flourishing health club that made money, 
but also did very well in business and grew to three and we, you know, sold for, you know, great value. So when I saw that and got finished, I'm like, I need to emulate that. Now I started reading Think and Grow Rich. I've been studying that for the last couple of years, um, watching other people, other successful people seeing, hey, you know, I, Tony Robbins, I saw a video of him working with some people and how he showed empathy. You know, this guy, you know, he's got everything in the world. Richard, Sir Richard Branson, I just learned about him and how he does the same thing. Well, if those guys can do it and they got to the level they are, why can't Steve Ramona do it and help others? And here's the bottom line, guys. When I serve somebody and they get so excited, it changes my day. And I'll share a story with you. I've shared with a lot of people. A few years ago, during my day at work, it was a tough day. A couple canceled appointments. I had an on, uh, somebody were not renewal, just negative things hitting me every, you know, which way. So at two o'clock, which I rarely do, I quit. So I'm done working today, went to the grocery store, get some groceries for the family. And I got a, you know, I'm a faith guy and I got this spirit, this premise, something happened to me and said, I want to buy this lady's groceries. Just, I don't know where it came from. So I gave my card to the clerk and he's 21. He's like, Dude, what are you doing? Dude, what are you, are you paying for groceries? I said, yeah, just, just let me do it. I want to do it. I said, okay, that's kind of weird. So well, that's no problem. So she's like, oh, you don't need to. I said, no, I need to do it. It's just something that's just come to me. So I did it. It's like 40 bucks. It wasn't a lot of money, and that doesn't matter. Gives my card back. I pay for my groceries. I'm walking out. She introduced herself as Debbie. She had a baby in her arms. She starts tearing up, and she says, Steve, my husband lost his job last week. He just got laid off. I didn't know how we were going to pay for some groceries. This is going to help us so much. And I hugged her. And, you know, I said, no, it's, I'm glad. I wasn't aware, but I'm glad. And I'm glad you accepted it. But as I'm leaving, I thought of this. The thing about serving is serving as a team where it compounds. You know Debbie's going back to her husband and telling this story. Nine out of ten times, there, those people are going to go, you know, Steve just served us. Who can we serve today, tomorrow, or the next day? Sorry. Gotcha. I love that song, by the way. I call that compound serving because I tell everybody, you change your own little world. Me, us three can't change the world. But if all of us change our little worlds, and we put those all together, the world will be in a better place. Serving can be so compound, like this person at the airlines, I'll go back to that. How many of those people had such a great experience? They're going to go, what airlines were you on? What airlines was it? It was Southwest. So I probably shouldn't, but that's okay. Those people are going to go back and go, I just had a great experience with Southwest. That's the impact from the business, from the financial side, because people ask me that all the time. Well, I, I need to make money. I said, serving will lead you there. And that See, story this, I just told this, you. Go this ahead, was our thought. This was our thought. If, if people have a great experience going into the theater, they, they, they didn't have a problem. They were greeted. The bathrooms were clean. They were made to feel welcome. They were laughing. When they sat down for the show, they're going to say, I can't wait for this to start. But if they if they didn't if they, you know they had to wait in line and and they weren't greeted they were ignored the bathroom was dirty they sit in there and their thought is this better be good, and so it's just a different energy 
that yeah. that creates a threshold of experience that people take out and share yeah. with with everyone. So it absolutely is a multiplier factor. The, the question I have is you talk about. So in a way, this is related to my question, what we're talking about. But you say that serving helps businesses overcome obstacles. Well, getting revenue is one of the obstacles you just brought up. And how does that help me do that? But what other obstacles and, and, and talk further about how that impacts the bottom line and, and what are some other challenges that businesses can overcome? Well, that's a great question. I was going to address this and I'm glad you brought it up. Let's think about this. Somebody has a great experience like you just told us about the theater. Well, when something bad happens, because it always will, the bathroom doesn't work, the power go, you know, whatever that obstacle happens, as humans, we're more likely to give them a pass. Like it was okay, that was a, a problem, but they took care of me. So when you serve and take care of your team, your customers, your clients, when a bad thing happens, they're going to look past it. For example, you go to a restaurant, this happened to us, and the food came really late. It's never happened before. We've been there five or six times. They've taken care of us, but we didn't get upset. We just mentioned, hey, the food's late. The guy forgot to put the order in. Instead of screaming and yelling, and this is a terrible restaurant, because of our past experiences, we keep going back there. Build up goodwill with serving within your business, doesn't matter what business you are, build that goodwill up, it builds the energy as you said. When an obstacle happens, guess what? It's not a, it's not a mountain, it's a molehill. You can get past it, especially if you take care of it. So Steve, to get your message out, uh, I, I mean, you, you network with millions of people. I mean, you're so incredibly networked, but you recently launched a podcast uh, to, to get the word out even more uh, about servant uh, uh, leading or doing business with a servant's heart. Uh, so why don't you tell us a little bit how about how that came about? Yeah, I've, I've wanted to do a podcast for a while. Didn't know how to start it. I'm a DIY guy. I'll jump on YouTube. And one of my clients for InFone reached out to me and wanted to introduce me to a community. And it's a podcast community with Josh Tapp. It's called Pantheon. And what they do is they help build legacy podcasts to a 1% level, meaning you're top 1% of all 100 million podcasts in the world. And with tools and resources and masterminds, it was a complete, God blessed me tremendously with Pantheon. Because now I can take this servant mentality and bring it to the masses. I can only meet a few people at a time, but with my podcast, I can reach thousands forever and people can go back to it. So when I met Pantheon and Kyle, who I met with uh, for the first time, you know, I got excited. We talked again and came aboard and, you know, we're, I was serving in business was the first name because that's what came to me. And then one mastermind we were doing with about 12 of us, one of the guys in there is a brand guy. He gets helps build your brand and rich goes and I bless him every day. He said, you know, hold on a second. I like serving a business, but I got something. How about doing business with a servant's heart? Slam dunk. I said, that was it. That's exactly what I'm doing because I want to help business owners, startups, people that are close to failing because of COVID don't know how to pivot. 
serving can help you pivot in your business. So now I've got guests, you know, I have a gentleman that's, uh, you know, in a wheelchair. He is two world champion, uh, world records in water skiing, and he's got two gold medals. And he's one of the top financial advisors in the country. And now he's coaching NHL players. Another gentleman who is a football player with BYU, Jeff Griffin, look at my podcast, listen to his story. He was doing some summer work, and he was on top of a, a ladder and fell off a 10-foot ladder and became a paraplegic in a wheelchair. And those two gentlemen went, told me they went through the pity party and sympathy. And w- one person in their life said, hey, the Lord's kept you on this earth. You could have died. Let's make good with, with, with your life. And now Jeff, just last year, has worked with a company that was doing $50 million in sales. They want to level up. By the end of the year, they hit $250 million in sales. And he did that with his using his story, his strategy, and turning it around and serving this business. And of course, he got paid. Well, there's value to what he did. But he used his story to serve this company and serve others. So I'm excited about all these different stories, these obstacles people overcame, what they're doing. They leave a great tip, a great book they've read. So people can learn and grow their business or their personal life with this. One of my guests, Max Lambright, who works with CEOs and teaches them how to be better CEOs, one phrase that he said, I'll never forget, we are all CEOs of our own lives. Treat your life like a CEO, like it might be a business, and your life will be much better. To me, that's so powerful because he's so right. We need to run our life like, especially if you're married like I am. You've got your wife, you've got kids here, you've got all these components like a business. That's my team, my wife and my kids. I've got to serve them as much as I would serve my employees or serve others like I do. Hey, Spencer, you're on the old mute again. Oh, man, sorry. I got it. So, Steve, you, you said something very casually. There was a business that was at $50 million in sales, and they grew to how much in one year? I believe it was two hundred fifty million. He talks about in the podcast. Yeah, that's a pretty big increase. And and the biggest thing that they were able to do differently was he has three D's. I hope I say it right, but if it didn't go into the podcast, the three D's: dare, dream, and do. Well, the reason I do that is is you know people say, well, how how fast can this turn things around if I'm if I'm serving? Well, let me. Let me, let me put it the other way. If you're not serving your people, if you are uh, treating them as, as machinery, a, as equipment, as property, I, I see this all the time. I mean, people are burned out. They're exhausted. The rate of change in the world today is so high. The anxiety is so great. The stresses that the, the, the teams have to deal with because of the constant need for changing and updating and dealing with a new economy and uncertainty uh, is is almost unbearable for a lot of people. And if you're not serving your people, they're gone. And it is very, very difficult to be able to train and replace constantly. That puts a, that's a huge anchor that drags the, the, the growth of your organization down if you're not serving your people. It's not about you know, people think that, you know, it's just giving away the, the farm. It's not. It's, it's giving your time. 
I mean, to me, one of the my greatest mentors. Um, he was he was tough. He had high standards. He expected a lot. He used to tell me, "Listen, I don't care if it takes you twenty hours a week to do your work. Uh, just get it done." And it was always eighty, and I was making forty five thousand dollars a year. But he gave me his time, and I love that man because of what he taught me and and everything that uh, he did to mentor and serve me and my family. Yeah, time time is the important thing because um, people ask me all the time, okay, I want to serve. What do I do? Well, I'm sure there's a soup kitchen around. There's homeless shelter, There's And there's a database I don't have it in front of me, but they can search for it. There's a database of ways you can search and volunteer, search volunteering in your area across the country. And you're right. It could be just time. It could be I tell people, you know what, go through your contact list and who's somebody you haven't talked to in a while. Just give them a call and say, hey, I miss talking to you. You just served that person. You never know that maybe they had a bad day. Maybe they a really bad day, maybe tragic. But to hear from you, that's pretty powerful. And, and that's... Well, Steve, uh, I'll, I'll tell you what. Right now, uh, having you on has been has been uh, really, really educational, inspirational for me personally. I've really enjoyed that. Now, when Spencer puts the uh, spotlight on you and we see you full frame, you've got a QR code behind you uh, with info, to, and, and I'm curious what that's about. So, I'm wondering if you can just, uh, as we wrap up our conversation here today, if you can just tell us. Uh, what that QR code's about, and what's in phone, and and, uh, and what are you, uh, and what's your involvement with them? Yeah, I'm one of the partners in Infone. I'm the global sales director, and it's advanced my serving because with Infone, I did a thousand referrals last year, and not all my clients. See, that's the thing. When people say, when you refer people, they have to be your client. I say, absolutely not. That's not serving. If I help you, Christian, or I help you, Spencer, and I got a client or a resource for you, I'm going to give it to you because this shouldn't be about money. Now, on a real quick side, when you serve, your universe changes. It does for me. It may not be money. It may be uh, uh, connecting with you two. Look how my universe has changed. I'm able to share my story and meet two great guys like you that are doing great things in this world. So keep in mind the reward will come. Don't know when it will be. Don't serve to do that, but it will come in many different forms. Now, with Infone, what we do is when you do a meeting with somebody, you meet them in person or you do a virtual online meeting, and at the end, you're going to share contact info via email, text, whatever. Here's the problem. When somebody tries to find you a week later to refer you or ask you a question, you know, 40%, maybe 50% of the time they can't find it or they misspelled the email or they misspelled your website. What we do is we take people's businesses, we turn them into an app. It's called a web app, so it comes off the browser. It doesn't land in the Play Store. So we use your headshot or your logo, and we put it on everybody's phone. So when people are going through their phone, they're going to see my logo for InPhone, logo for InPhone with my name, Steve Ramona. Why is that powerful? Because people do 20 to 100 swipes a day on average I read. So they're going through their phone, and they're going to see you one, two, maybe 10 times a day. They may click on the app and learn about your business. We have a slider that tells a story about your business, gives you credibility. And then we have buttons that people can click and learn about your business 
purchase from your business, book an appointment with your business, watch videos about your business, learn everything about your business in one location 24-7. It's so powerful, uh, Spencer and Christian. I've had over 30,000 people click on my info in over two years. Just last month, I had 700. I'm connecting with a lot of people, and that's because of info. And we need a tool to leave somebody with because that's the way they're going to contact with. Might as well leave them a tool or a tool pad like we have that they can access more often, especially when you serve somebody and they remember you. You want to think about this. People I've talked to are so excited about referring you. If they can't find you, it gets frustrating and stressful. I got to find Spencer. I, he's got, I got a great person for him, but I can't find his information. I haven't talked to him in a month. And on a side note, I used to own a brick and mortar recycling business. And I used to keep track of the phone calls or emails I'd get from people that lost my information because they said, hey, I had Apple to work with you or I had this company and I reached out and they can't use you anymore because they found somebody else. It added up over $50,000 in income I lost from lost referrals. Well, that, that number will change, but if we can bring, save two or three referrals because your business is on somebody's cell phone, it's a win. <laughs> and Spencer, uh, you know what? Again. I keep pressing it. Don't, you don't need Third time I'm watching, the it. I'm watching it, and I press it, and it and it went on when I started because it shut, never stopped. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> Stop going on. Mute. Um, so here's the question: Talk to me about your extensive book directory. How do you use that to share with others and help them grow and and succeed? That came about from Pantheon. Nate from Pantheon. We were talking. And I said, I ask all my you know, uh, guests, what's their favorite book? Because I want to leave the audience with something they might be able to read. He goes, you know, have you ever thought about doing a directory and, and just start cataloging all these? I'm like, what a fantastic idea. So I built a Google Doc that's got a link that you see. And they can click on it. And as I get books, I just have another one this morning I'm going to add. I add books and they can click on the Amazon link and learn about it and buy the book right from there. I've started reading the last two years more than I've ever read in 59 years of my life. Yeah, I'm 61, and I love it. And it's changed me. And I want to give people, again, it's time. This world, we're so busy. Time is such such a uh, an important part of our lives. People come to me all the time. Hey, what's a good book to read? I now <laughs> send them to the directory. I love and that. They come, how, do we find that yeah. how do we find that link? Uh, reach out to me. You can reach out to me via my in-phone at infone, I-N-P-H-O-N-E dot C-O slash S-R-1 or scan the QR code while you're watching this show and reach out to me, send me a text, email, or call me, um, and I'll send you a link to the book directory. Excellent. So if, uh, if each of us were to leave a book in your directory today, uh, I'm looking around. I've been looking at this um, – this book was recommended to me uh, called Venture Deals. Um, uh, excellent book if it's not in the directory. So I'll, I'll, I'll nominate that to be added to your doc. Send, send it to you. Yeah, email me that information uh, and I'll look it up on Amazon. If you don't have a link, I'll look it up. Again, Spencer, I love you guys so much because that's another way I served. It's no cost to anybody. Could I charge a script? I might be able to, but you know what? It'll take me a minute to find it. 
the venture deals, Christian, put it in the directory. And now I'm helping thousands of people. Again, that's how you want to think because it's going to lead to money for me. I do need money. We all need money. Unfortunately. But uh, yeah, yeah. Boy, would the world be better, but we won't get into that story. But just find unique ways of serving. That was another unique way that somebody reached out, you know, gave me an idea and I just jumped on it. You know, if it doesn't fit, don't do it. You know, we're not saying, you know, donate, you know, to your church 50% of your money, 80% of your money. Do what you're comfortable doing, but do something. Again, it doesn't have to be money. I don't know why in this world people think of serving or servant. That's all about giving somebody money. If you go help somebody build their burned down house and you go spend a day there and help them build it, what a servant, uh, I can't think of the word, servant uh, uh, job you did because you helped them. Yeah, no, that is that 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 is having empathy and kindness yeah. and uh, that that's what the world is looking for right now with everyone focused on themselves it's interesting you know one of the things that we could spend more time on we don't have but all the problems that each of us have the moment we start helping other people it seems like our own problems start to just go away they diminish and our worries start to to decrease as our happiness and gratitude increases. And so service does pay and comes back in so many more ways than, you know, growth in business, but it just an overall happiness and, and well-being. Yeah. So, well, gosh, Christian, time has gone quickly. We've got to kind of bring this to a close. And I spent about half of the time unmuting myself. So I apologize to all you listeners. It doesn't happen very often. <laughs> Oh, it's all good, Spencer. No worries at all. Uh, so, Steve, you've given us several ways to uh, reach out and contact you uh, using the info and QR code that was displayed there. For listeners who are joining through audio and, and may not have the benefit of video, what's the best way for them to reach out and connect with you? Again, it's info.co slash sr1, I-N-P-H-O-N-E dot C-O forward slash sr the number one all right fantastic and spencer you're doing such great work with teams all around the world every every week we have conversations you're telling me about another client that you're serving that you're helping uh, to build a better more functional uh, successful team so uh, for for uh, our listeners and our viewers who are consuming this at the at this moment what's the best way for them to reach out and contact you i love it when you reach out to me on linkedin it's just spencer horn on on linkedin and christian tell us how do we find you uh linkedin's great you know just look for christian napier on linkedin i'm happy to connect with anyone i mean i i walked by your booth at this conference and there was always people that you were talking to they were all coming in and talking to christian he was Christian, I got to tell you, he actually uh, talked about serving and giving. He was talking to the executive director of the National Speakers Association and told about one of our chapter events that we have, a storytelling event. And because he did that, the, the person who started this was going to wait to tell the NSA, but Christian uh, just made, went in and did an introduction, and the timing was perfect. Because of that introduction, 
this program that this individual in our chapter had is going to be part of the national program. And it would have, we, he would have missed the window if Christian hadn't made that introduction. So that's giving and that's, uh, that, that's Christian to a T. Well, Spencer, that's very kind. Uh, I, I I probably stepped on his toes. I didn't mean to. I was just so enthusiastic <laughs> about what this gentleman had done, the perfect. vision that he had for this particular event, that I just couldn't help myself. I just wanted to kind of share the love. Uh, <laughs> and I will say, when we were there at National Speakers Association, we were asking, just Steve, for your benefit, we were asking professional speakers this question, what's the most important thing that you've done to build a successful speaking business? And we had 70 speakers actually come to our booth and record responses to this and a couple of other different questions. But I distinctly remember one speaker coming to our booth. I'm giving her a shout out, Chris Barney. And her response was serving others. That's the most important thing that I've done to build my successful business is serving others. And so she has just kind of uh, put the, the cherry on top of this conversation for us here, uh, Steve, because uh, it resonates with people in all walks of life. Um, serving really can help you. Helping others does help you. You don't do it out of self-interest. You do it out of true empathy and compassion for other people. So I'm so grateful for you coming and sharing your story with us, Steve. Viewers and listeners, thank you for joining us. And please like and subscribe to our podcast. We'll catch you again soon.